Hello all and welcome to the Hillcrest Duo. This is episode 26. It is March 17th, 2016 as I hiccup. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Brad Risto. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Outsider Brad. This is my co-host. He is Metal John. And I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter. Brad, did you watch Leprechaun in the Hood yet? I have. I have what? to be honest with you, I have not seen any of the Leprechaun oh. movies in my oh, life. Oh, the Leprechaun horror movies. Best thing to do on a Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving? They said Thanksgiving? You said Thanksgiving. We Take I'm two. Going, now Take I'm gonna two. be I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. Patrick's Day. Before we got here, we did have some green beer, but you know, we're both kind we of had one pint. We're Each. both we're both semi experienced drinkers, so we should not be I should not be hiccuping due to beer and he should not be almost screwing up the holidays. Yeah, all right. It's green, St. Patrick's Day. You're wearing green. I'm wearing green. We had green beer. Yes. The Leprechaun movies. Why isn't nobody showing a marathon of them? Why do we gotta search for them and hunt them down? But whatever. We're back. Yes, it's we're been back. a few weeks. We're back. Um you I, I, I said that I had signed you up for a medical experiment with Dr. Freeze, but that, that was a lie. You were just on a vacation. How'd it go? It was awesome. I was on a cruise ship, the Carnival Glories, the name of the boat I was on. We uh, sailed, uh, we left out of Miami for seven nights and went to San Juan, Puerto Rico. You did, you did. You left out of Miami and you left on a day when uh, a story came out that someone fell off the boat and I'm like, Oh crap! That was on Royal Caribbean. I was on Carnival, and I was like, "We oh, did crap. hear about that, though. We did hear about that." <laughs> and uh, you tweeted out a couple days later. Don't worry, anybody. I, I didn't fall. Am I, can I take expect that I wasn't the only one to ask if you were the one to fall off the boat? No, I, I think most people knew that I was on Carnival. I was on a Royal Caribbean. Okay, but. see, I didn't. I didn't even know which one you were yeah. on. But I'm just like, sorry. Oh, well, I just saw the headline: "Man falls off boat." I'm like. Well, that would be Metal John. Let me say this to you, Brad, and I tell this to everybody, especially people that have not been on cruise ships before. When people talk about man falling off boat, let me let me clear the air. Yes, all right, clear the air, clear the air. Have at it me. is im in impossible. Then how this to one fall happened. off a cruise ship? The railings are up to your chest or higher on every deck. You don't sure. fall off. You either jump off, get thrown off, or you start climbing on the, the ledges like a dumbass King and of you world. fall off. King of the world. Could have been you George can't even get to the front of the ship like that. Could have been George Mercian, but that's yeah, a, that, that, for, that part of the ship, though, from Titanic, that you can't get to that part well, of the ship. Well, that's lame, but it could have been George Mercian, who was the seven foot seven center for the Washington uh, Bullets in the 1990s. I'm just saying, if somebody goes off overboard on a cruise ship, they get thrown off or they jump off or they're climbing trying to walk a balance beam on the on the on the balcony or they're a giant but regardless we are back this is the hillcrest deal we have a great show coming your way we have a lot to talk about obviously there were new episodes of supergirl walking dead in gotham a lot of big trailers but first we want to talk about a movie that um uh, metal saw a couple weeks ago when actually right when he got back from his vacation first thing i did (laughs) the first thing he did he didn't shower he didn't go see his family he didn't go see his cat he didn't feed his cat he went and saw this movie what'd you do uh 10 cloverfield lane opened up the sort of sequel to the movie cloverfield from a couple years ago uh, from jj abrams um just a quick spoiler free review no spoilers here because you know some people haven't seen it some people still kind of not sure what it's about but um it is rather ambiguous in the trailers yeah i'm gonna say it's um if i was to compare it to another movie i'm gonna compare it to misery it's about being held captive 
and kind of not understanding why you're being held captive. And then somebody's telling you you're being held because of a reason. And you're like, "Eh, I don't know if I really believe this reason. Well, those of you that have seen the movie Cloverfield, you know it's about an alien that attacks. Well, in this movie, basically a girl's driving home and she gets into an accident. She wakes up. She's handcuffed to a mattress in a bunker. It's John Goodman's bunker. John oh, Goodman John. tells her that there's been an attack. Being kidnapped he's by John got, Goodman he's is a, never he, a good thing. You know, he's like, I built this bunker years ago. I planned for this. Obviously, he comes across as being one of those like schizo nut jobs. The aliens are coming to kill us all. You know, but he's got a bunker. He's got years worth of food. He's got all of basically everything you need in a bunker to to hide from war or whatever alien attacks. Right. He tells her that he's there to protect her and keep her alive. Of course, like any other human being in the world, you wouldn't believe it. Well, anybody, so she, um, anybody she, trapped so in a word with we're, the movie becomes a big mystery. Is he telling the truth, or is is he got different? Is it the misery timeline where hey, right? Is is he just obsessed with her for some reason and and is keeping her prisoner and and lying to her? So there's a lot of that going on in the movie. Um, it was great. I mean, from right. start to finish, I really liked it a lot. Had that, I love that misery feel to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brad, what would you do if you woke up in a bunker and, and some guy and John Goodman was um, standing yeah. over me and he was like, "I'm here to keep you alive." There's been an attack. Run! I'm leaving. Th- th- that's very nice. I appreciate you trying to help, but I can take care of myself. I'm a big boy. My mom made sure to take good care of me. I'm fine. I can go. Just let me go, please. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the name of the actress in the movie with John Goodman. I, I mean. Directed by Dan uh, Trangenberg. It's his first full-length film. One of the writers, Josh Campbell, he did Blade Two, Van Helsing, and Nar- one of the Narnia movies. Um, like I said, it, it, I enjoyed it a lot. If you like Misery, I really think you're going to like this movie. If you are going to see it expecting a Cloverfield Two, like a sequel to Cloverfield, yeah. don't. It's it's not necessarily a sequel to Cloverfield. It's sort of you'll understand once the movie plays out. It's related to Cloverfield, but it's not really a sequel to Cloverfield. And so I, I, I heard J.J. Abrams kind of say that they wanted to make a movie that's kind of like a sister to Cloverfield. Right. But not necessarily a direct sequel. And I get exactly what he meant now that I saw the movie. So okay. go see it. It's a lot of fun. It's inter- I mean, for the most part, it's worth at least one watch. Okay. While you while you were gone, I am, uh, like I said in our last episode, I picked up my PS4 and I've been playing a lot of Bro Force, Ooh. which is a game you need to download because it Bro is, Force. It is a hilarious game. It's um, it's um, based off pretty much every 1980 actions movie ever, and they take pretty much every 1980. Actions movie star and just give put a bro in their name like Brobocop. Ooh, Brobocop. I like yes. that. Yes, but um, I've we, been I've got my PS4 finally fired up and online. I did the PlayStation Plus. Yes, which is I'm, the, I'm level three on Call of Duty right now. As of today, I'm only level three on Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Noob. Ne- yeah, I'm a noob. noob. I'm getting my I'm getting my ass whooped too. You're a noob. I noob. earned I've earned my my two promotions and uh, this weekend coming up here the weekend of the. Um, 19th and 20th gonna be a busy weekend but i'm gonna try to log in some hours you're trying you're gonna try and get up to sergeant but we do have to um jump into some things like i said we have um a full um, recaps of walking dead gotham and supergirl coming up but since our last episode some uh trailers have come out some pretty big important trailers for some summer movies have hit one of them is 
Captain America Civil War, which is what we'll st- touch on in a moment or two. But first one was Ghostbusters, which came out on March 3rd at 10 o'clock. And I have to say, I'm rather ambivalent towards it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I tend to notice as soon as that trailer hit and people like on Facebook and Twitter started started watching Hating it, it. Um, I didn't see as much hate. I saw more people saying, whoa, this is, I guess this is, this could be enjoyable. Well, they one, they did put the trailer together pretty well to kind of mm-hmm. uh, attract as much of the audience as they can. Um, I mean, the concept of them doing an all females cast Ghostbusters, you're thinking, wow, they're just going to destroy this franchise and 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 kill everything about our our teenage years growing up. Yes. Then you see the trailer, and I think there's a little bit of relief because you're like, ah, maybe they won't necessarily kill it completely. They might they might not make something I'll like, but. They might make something that's worth at least one, watching once. One thing that worried about me, me about the movie, based on this trailer, and this is one thing that really concerns me, was there was an exposition dump in the middle of the trailer with them explaining who the characters were. You're the best this kind of scientist. You're the best this kind of scientist, and blah blah blah. And I know the streets, and that and that worried me. The fact that they went into such detail explaining and doing an exposition dump in the trailer concerns me. Wow, I, I good catch on that because for me, when I watch it, I've watched the trailer a few times, and the, and I'm, I'm that was I, the I, first thing I caught on was um, and I'm like, oh my god, they're explaining who the characters are in the trailer, yeah, and just doing it outright, not letting it almost figure it out ourselves, like in the original movie, like okay, that's Bill Murray, oh he doesn't really believe in this, but he's kind of a good talker. Oh, that's Dan Aykroyd and um. Get her. Good. <laughs> Get her. <laughs> yes. All right, that's go ahead. Dan Aykroyd and um uh, Harold Ramis. They're they're really really smart, but they don't know very much about social interaction. Oh, that's Winston Zedmore. That's Ernie Hudson playing the guy who is supposed to be us, who is just coming at this as an outsider. Just looking for a job. Just looking for a job. They didn't need to explain it with words. It they were in this um, trailer. They were violating the show don't tell doctrine. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's a good catch on that. The one thing that stood out to me and kind of makes me grind my teeth a little bit the few times I've watched it is basically what I'm just going to say is the remake of the library scene from oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, that, it's it pissed me off. They did because the way I it. see it is, you know, that, that scene is such an iconic, like, great Get scene. Her. Yeah, that's your plan? Uh and, and for them plan. to kind of do their own play on that, <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping that's really the only scene they sort of copy okay. from the original. There was a, I want to see give you a, a theory of mine because it's kind of been bouncing around that there might be some aspect of time travel. And somewhere in the middle of that trailer, there's a scene of um, uh, Times Square and you see it change. I It's kind of hard to see what it changes into. I haven't done any freeze frames on it. But this is my theory in the movie. And, um, I've been wait, ho- sitting on this for quite some time. They have been, they've been saying that because um, uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Sigourney Weaver all have roles in this. They don't, but they have been uh, adamant. They aren't the, their um, original characters. They aren't their original characters. Not buying it. You see this Times Square change. It could be time change or it could be an alternate reality because... Dan Rackroyd does have his grubby little fingers a bit in this script. And anything you know about Dan Aykroyd, he's kind of one of these weird guys that believes in all these um, insane scientific theories. 
I give him credit. He does the full research. I think they will show up as their characters, and this is going to be an alternate kind of reality thing, some kind of weird thing. It'll be a very quick scene, but there's going to be some interdimensional um, uh, smashing, and you'll at least see probably Dan Aykroyd as Dr. Raymond Stantz at some point in this movie. That is my prediction right here, right now on March 17th, 2016. I, I like it, Brad. That's a that's a because remember that's a uh, very good prediction because I was because remember little... with um uh, the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises she's not Talia Osgool she's not Talia Osgool she's not Talia Osgool yes she was Christopher Waltz he's not Blofeld he's not Blofeld he's not Blofeld yes he was yeah no I, that's I, I, my I, microphone I, I agree because I think it'd be really weird for them to put. Those cast members in there and have them play. You they know, have street thugs, or you know, maybe Bill Murray's the mayor of New York. No, I mean, I, they well, can't. Bill they're Mur- not going to change their characters Bill like Bill Murray is playing. Well, no, I think they're going to do both. I think in the reality that um uh, they're going to be oh, sort of origin- like an Earth Two. Yes, I think in the because uh, they've already said Bill Murray's going to be playing a character that's going to try and disprove the Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, sort of like a Walter Peck type character from the original movie. But I think we're going to see <laughs> one. It's like true. I said. The interdimensional thing, I think that's what it's going to be. That's where I think we'll at least see Dan Aykroyd as Dr. Raymond Stance. If we're lucky, we're going to see Bill Murray as uh, Pete Venkman. Yay! He was my favorite, by the way. He's everybody's favorite. Pete Pete Venkman for the win. No, I had a friend whose favorite was Egon. Really? Yes. No, I, I don't Murray, talk to him anymore. Bill, Bill Murray was was everybody's favorite. Well, I you have to remember, we were um, I, also watching the cartoon more. So, what what do you make of in the beginning of the trailer when they show you the 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 ty- the text on the screen of the trailer that tells you thirty years ago? There, like that threw me off because that, I I mean that's what that I think I am a that kind of goes along with your theory a little yes, bit. I think it does. I think because that, another theory that you can easily think of when you see that is oh. Is this going to take place 30 years in the future where the Ghostbusters have already been there, gone, retired, and here we are 30 years in the future and a new group is no, like, I, oh, we're, we're getting the gang back together. You see, I would have loved Because I think that that might be happening too. That could be no, another- No, I don't think that's what's happening, unfortunately. I think that would have been a great movie if they just had- Because, you see, what I think a lot of people have the problem with this movie is- that they are just erasing the original movie. People will um, uh, come at me and say, Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Max, but it still had Mad Max in it. This does not have the original character. Because, yes, Mad Max was a movie that um had Mad Max in it, but um, Charlize Theron was basically the star of it. She stole the show. I completely get that. Guess what? Mad Max was still in it. There was still a connection to the original Mad Max storyline. In this yep. case... There is no connection, and that's the problem. They're erasing it. But if my theory is correct, then they aren't erasing it, and this is just an alternate reality. But, yes, that was a bit jarring, but like you said, it hopefully gives some credence to my theory. Please let it be true. But at this point, we're going to try and move on to our next trailer, which was Captain America Civil War, which was basically... Two minutes and uh, 12 seconds of things that you pretty much know was already going to happen, more of the same, and then 12 seconds of what you really wanted. Yeah. What was the 12 seconds you really wanted, Brad? Spider-Man showed up. Twip. Twip. You're webbed. You can't You can't move now. But, it, but yes, I mean, it was a... As a trailer on its own, it would have done well to sell the film without having Spider-Man in the end. But pretty much... Let me ask you that question then, Brad. Here you go. 
Would you have preferred Spider-Man not to appear at all before the film? I, I, I personally would have preferred it, but as I said in my, the I would have been okay with them showing the web grabbing the shield, and that's it. That, actually, okay, that would have worked. Actually, that would have yes. been awesome. Just show the web grab the shield, but not see Spider-Man. That, that I agree with. I 100% agree with this. But as I said in the article that I wrote on our website, the Hillcrest Duo at Podbean, they can't do that because there's going to be a bunch of pre-release merchandising for this film, and there is no doubt in my mind Spider-Man figures heavily into that oh, of course. they're going to want to have as many spider-man toys out for captain america civil war as possible they're going to want to have spider-man shirts spider-man underoos out i won't be buying any of that i might right, so, i might buy the underoos i'll be honest so overall obviously like you said you did I, type I, it, I you really typed liked in a nice it. review it's on our it's on our podcast official site um you know your thoughts but, on the mm-hmm. on the trailer so, so there's not much for me to say that without repeating myself so metal dc fanatic that you are batman uh backer that you are please fire away i'm ready biggest concern is is this going to be a captain america movie or is this going to be what it looks like, which is an Avengers movie? They certainly are marketing it that way, but everything I've read I mean, think about movie. it. If you were to go up to any eight, nine-year-old kid that's a big big Marvel fan, big Avengers fan, big yeah. Thor fan, whatever, and you were to ask them, you know, what, do you, what is this movie coming out? He's going to say it's an Avengers movie. He's not going to say, oh, that's Captain America's new movie, Civil War. No. It's You're the right. Avengers they movie. are um, certainly marketing it more as an Avengers movie, but I have a feeling. That, does, that concerns me because. I understand And that. the reason why it concerns me, I'll explain, is that Winter Soldier, fantastic movie. One of Marvel's oh, best yeah. films. I'd easily put it in my top three or four of favorite Marvel films up to this point. I agree. Easily. And that was a sequel. Well, and I actually really did like the first Captain America movie too. Surprise! Oh, that movie great. surprised me. I thought it was really good. Now, a lot of people didn't like that one. I actually really did, and I thought the sequel to it was even better and one of the best Marvel movies ever. You would think, following that up, you would try to find a way to put it on par or better. And I really feel like they're saying, you know what? Nope, Captain America's done. This is basically, yeah, this is his movie. His name's on the title, but it's going to be an Avengers movie. And I'm, that that is my biggest concern because if that if this turns out to be Avengers three, I'm gonna be pissed off and I'm not gonna like the movie. Okay, I completely understand that, but everything I've read sa- says that your fears should not be unfounded. That it will in fact be a Captain America movie. I somehow so, think I hope so. I hope I so. somehow think that while you'll see I'm a bit of Tony Stark, Iron Man, and his team, they are going to be no matter what. The antagonists. They are going to be the bad guys, as I do air Well, they quotes. are marketing Iron Man to look like a bad guy. He's, yes. He, you know, he looks like a dick. <laughs> well, you know what? No, no. Superheroes should have to register, because if you can blow up a mountain with your brain, you should have to register so we can know about it. Can you blow up a mountain with your brain, Metal, by the way? No. Okay, good. I'm hoping you're telling me the truth, but no, I'm kidding. But yes, um, they are definitely um, billing um, uh, Iron Man's team as the bad guys, and I'm going to assume that most of the time is going to be spent with Captain America, Steve Rogers, and his team as they try and outflank, frankly, what uh, will probably be seen as the traitor, Iron Man. But that is what will be remain to be seen. 
What well, we can, well, also will be remain to be seen as you have one more last point. Nope, I'm just going to move on. Okay, <laughs> what will also will remain to be seen is an announcement co- that came out this week. Indiana Jones 5 coming out as they try and redeem this franchise from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Which, quite frankly, while it was a bad movie, wasn't as bad as I think some people try to make it out to be. Uh, I agree. I mean, obviously with the announcement this week, we don't know much detail other than Harrison Ford's back and Spielberg obviously behind the Woo! behind the project. So we'll see how things fill out. I I know I'm I'm one of those big internet rumor mill kind of people when it comes to a lot of these things and something that's been out there for years. Yeah. Um, you Lay know, it on me, big boy. Something that's been out there for years is it's more or less. A fan wish, not so much a rumor, just more of a fan wish. The consensus of the fan wishes seem to point to wanting Chris Pratt to take over the reins as Indiana Jones. And since he is not tied to this movie yet, as of March 17th, 2016, he is not tied to this movie yet, I'm crossing my fingers, and I would honestly, there was I would love it if he became a part of this movie and sort of became Indiana Jones' apprentice. Because he doesn't if they really want to really relaunch this franchise, which they tried to do a couple years ago, yeah. they really want to relaunch it, that's the best move. You have Indiana Jones, you have him play himself, yes. but he brings in an apprentice. It could be a cousin, maybe he plays his son, even though the timing and the him playing an older Shia LaBeouf is... Not necessarily no, probably the no, best no, thing, no, no, but it it's still doable. It doesn't need doable. to necessarily be the sun, I suppose. But I mean, but I, I'm thinking if they can go down that path and they can somehow get Chris Pratt on board for this. Oh yes, as an as He's, a new Indiana Jones as an apprentice, and this is Harrison's last movie. This is his farewell. Chris Pratt's taken over the reins. Now you've got a reboot franchise that people will love. Yes, uh, and then you can keep going. And it, he wouldn't ask. Now that's all. Now, now this is all just fans wanting. This isn't so oh, yes. much. There's, there's no, no rumors out there. There's nothing out there. There is that's no going information. Yeah. On this one yet, there's just nothing going on yet. This is just announced earlier this I week. All we it, know man. is how awesome Indi- does that sound? Oh, that sounds awesome. Star Lord now in the Indiana Jones films. Yeah. What yeah. Do, what, do you, what are your thoughts on what would you like in Indiana Jones Five? Obviously, I said what I would like, which is sort of jumping on that bandwagon of what fans want. Well, obviously, um, it would but, have to be the commies again sometime in the 70s. Oh. I don't know what. Maybe he gets to go to space and fight the cosmonauts. I don't know. Do you think Short Round can make a, a cameo appearance? <laughs> An older Short Round? <laughs> I hope so. That would be awesome. As we now move on to some of our familiar territories, we recap some of the shows from this week. We still are going to talk about Supergirl and Gotham, but we're going to start out with the first show of the week, and that was The Walking Dead, Metal, as you always do. Yeah, we, we had a couple of episodes since our last uh, taping, so uh, episode uh, 12, Not Tomorrow Yet, episode 13, The Small Boat, uh, back-to-back episodes. Same which, boat. Yeah, uh, same boat, um, which, if you ask me, those those episodes, when you think about them back-to-back, I watched them back-to-back since I was on vacation, it felt like a part one, part two. Yeah. It really oh, was. Oh, by the way, it, I mean, by the way, you were right. I guess the um, I guess um, the uh, people didn't from Alexandra didn't have to worry about the saviors. They killed Negan. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. 
<laughs> you know, everything seems great for them right now. Things are going to get hit the fan next week, aren't they, on Sunday? Oh, yeah. I'm Everyth- looking forward to it. Everything I mean, this is- show just, they really do a good job building up. Like I said, episode they 12 are- and 13 were like a part one, part two. Yes. And, and you know, you ended part one beautifully with, you know, Maggie and, and mm-hmm. Carol getting kidnapped. And then and then the negotiation process. And then you kind of go back into like the two storylines again in episode 13. And then uh, the uh, same boat. And then um, uh, it seems like they pretty much wiped out the saviors. Now it looks like the survivors are just riding high and nothing can go wrong. They are just so going to get smacked on Sunday, aren't they? For sure. They are Uh, going down Let me ask you this, though. How does Negan and what's left of his gang... We don't know how big it is. How do they not just fight fire with fire at this point? I mean, if even if the... You know, half dozen or two dozen or whatever amount of people that Rick and the gang have killed at this point, basically murdered. I mean, oh yeah, murdered. stabbed them in their head while they were sleeping. Murdered, murdered. Dead. After he's murdered, I don't even care if that's ten percent of your army. I don't care if it's five percent. Um, he murdered like a dozen of your guys. Yeah. How do you just not just go in there and try to kill every single one you of know, them? That, at this I don't, point, I, I think that um, uh, I think that maybe they aren't the good guys. They said that you guys aren't the good guys. Maybe they're not, because you know, stabbing a guy when they're sleeping—that's dirty pool metal. And if you stab, I, I did in love that- how some of the characters struggled with that. Like how I, yes. I mean, it seemed like at Very one point human. Glenn stood there with a the knife in his hand, just looking down at a sleeping body, and just knew he was about to murder somebody. Yep, somebody who did nothing wrong to him—he was about to just murder him. Pretty, is- pretty raw stuff there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving the season. Which is why I believe. I mean, the fall is the fall has to be coming because they are riding too high. So, are we going to meet Negan here in episode 14? I hope. Or so. Or do you think we're going to get another episode where maybe it's going to end with you know, oh, here comes Negan credits. <laughs> I, I think I think we're going to see uh, um, him come in the last 15 minutes, but. That's my personal belief. But, yes, two great episodes of The Walking Dead as we um, move on. Any um, points you else you want to st- touch on other than, you know, the kind of cool MacGyver-style breakout in the, um, uh, the same boat? Yeah, that was that was cool. But but yeah. it was tense yeah. until they got everything out. But it was nice. As we now move on to Gotham, they've also had two episodes since we last spoke. Another episode, well, this was episode 13 and 14. Episode 13, A Dead Man Feels No Cold. Episode 14, The Ball of Mud and Meaningness. Episode 13 was so-so. I did like episode 14, though. Oh, I mean, I I enjoyed them both, obviously. Um, well, you're, you're did you big... catch on episode 14 in the very beginning when Dr. Hugo threw a, a little prop out to Scarecrow? He said the crane formula. I was like, oh, ooh, I Oh, like I missed that. Oh, no. A, yeah, he was talking about mixing formulas. He goes, well, you mix this with the crane formula. I was like, oh, got it. Nice. But um, I'm going to focus more on episode 14 as that's the episode that aired this week. I really liked um, this journey for Bruce coming to a bit of a close, probably at least within Gotham for the time being, as he um, finally realized just eliminating the man that killed his parents won't do anything. Basically, finally realizing the man is just a symptom of the disease and not the disease itself. Yeah. Um, 
I do take some issue with Matches Malone saying, wow, I just talked to this teenager. My life really sucks. I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah, that was kind of... That was weak, the way he killed himself. He almost... I mean... He he, even told us that he was waiting for this moment to come. He's... I've been waiting for somebody to come and finally give me my revenge. But... And he didn't for, get for that. him to talk to a kid and then decide to take his own life. I don't. I don't buy it. I, I mean, don't, I don't buy it either. So I l- let me ask w- you this. So I, obviously, in this in this universe, in this storyline on Gotham, they want us to think Matches killed the Waynes. Mm-hmm. Matches now killed himself. Are we done with this storyline, Brad? Or do you think the Joe Chill storyline will eventually come out? I don't know. I, I think that you've, I think I've, it's hard for them to try to write in a Joe Chill story. I line. think it is too. I think um it's I think that which disappoints too, me because I really think they. I think they're past that it. one, unfortunately. But you know, I just want to say one thing: as this story episode ended, obviously with Bruce and um uh, Selena now um uh, living in the streets together, <laughs> you never uh, happily see, ever after. You never see in the um episode when Batman knows it's Selena. Hey, Selena, remember when we lived in the streets together? Punch, punch. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Punch, punch. Oh, Gotham, I love you. I, I'm, I am now firmly um in the camp that this is not the um Batman universe we know and love. This is an Elseworld, as I, I'm actually might have a bit of an article on Elseworlds, what ifs, um, uh, later on. But I do, I do love it because like I'm gonna go live with Selena. Okay, Alfred, bye. Yeah. So. But now we have to um, uh, focus. Let's talk a little bit about Dr. Hugo Strange. <laughs> Here's just a thought of from these last two weeks of watching him and, and his experiments and the way he's running Arkham. I get the impression this guy has no plan. I mean, and, and the reason why I say that is when I look at, you know, all the little things he did to Oswald, I thought he was going to drive Oswald to become even more insane than he already was. But instead, he actually fixed Oswald, gave him a little bit of a conscience to try to do well, good. And and then he passed him. He gave him, he said, you passed, you're free to go. And I'm just thinking this, oh, so I'm like, wait, you're a bad guy. You're supposed to have an evil mastermind well, plan. What's, what easy. are you doing? Well, let's give the writer some credit, but he said he has a larger plan for him. Let's see if that plays out some. I do want to say one thing. I want a sheet that says, you are hereby officially saying, sign Dr. Hugo Strange. So when some people say to me, you know what, you're crazy, man. No, I'm not. Paper says no. Ha! Yeah, Dr. Strange says no. Dr. Hugo Strange says I'm saying. So, so what do you think, though? I mean, you think you, you think he's got some sort of evil plan up his sleeve? Because I'm has, not seeing any signs of it. I think it's too early to tell because he's only had, like, is it three total episodes with him being a central focus? I am going to give the writers the credit they deserve in this regard, and I think that they will have something for him that it will be greater and will lead to something. Uh, he puts something in Cobblepot's head that will snap at one point. That is my belief. He has planned ahead, and I think that's what we will see in future episodes. All right, well, I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, some good news came out actually today. Season, Season three, three. is de- is, def- is on. It's greenlit by Fox on St. Patrick's Day. It's been greenlit. Woohoo! Season three is going on, which is great. We will get to see more of the continuing adventures of Jim Gordon, who we can touch on a little bit because his story was mainly just following Bruce in this episode as he tried to figure out what Bruce was doing. Fun little thing with the singer who um, was um. 
I'm, I, I will say one thing. I'm getting tired of the references to the Joker. The one with the singer was a little much for me. Oh, where she looked like the Joker pretty yes. much? I think um, it's getting a little too heavy. I realize that everyone loves the Joker, but you're getting a little too heavy at this point. Yeah, I'm more I'm more of a fan of just the spray paint on the wall, the ha-ha-has and whatnot. So, so you're with me that this was a little too heavy-handed. Yeah, just a little and then, bit. And then, of course, when she was being interrogated, she was the smartass that you would expect the Joker to be. So just a little too heavy-handed for me. As we the Joker that, is everywhere. Yes, he is, but just getting a little too heavy-handed as we move on to the last show we're going to talk about this week. That was Supergirl once again. Two episodes aired. I have to say the um, uh, episode. Well, give us our quick episode titles again, as I try uh, to. Falling was the, just the more recent one. Yes, fall. Well, falling was great. I loved this episode because if we're lucky, if we're lucky, as we um, uh, uh, give a quick recap here, Supergirl gets infected with the red kryptonite. The red, typical red kryptonite stuff happens. She um, loses her inhibitions. It becomes quasi evil. Not not quite mm-hmm. evil, but. Does things she normally wouldn't do. Say that in the high voice again. Evil? Okay. Sorry, had to do it. But she becomes quasi-evil, loses the trust of the city, of Catco, and is now feared. And I say, I want to say this, and this is conditional, I love it. I hope this is the new normal. She went Sandra D from Greece. Yes. She went Sandra D. She just didn't give a... But I hope that this is the new normal, and this is conditional... Because if by the end of the next episode, she is back to being, um, she, she saves um, a bunch of um, uh, orphan children with puppies going to see um, uh, uh, grandparents whose children never call on a school bus and is um, a hero again, I don't, that, that would be annoying. She went, at the end of this episode, she went and talked to Cat Grant. I would have preferred she tries to go and do what she normally does and save people in her standard um, Supergirl outfit, like maybe some kind of sign is falling. She um, stops it from f- crushing people. Like, instead of people thanking her, saying, why are you trying to crush us? And then uh, she has to run away as um, people start pelting her with stuff. Cans, rocks, hot dog hits her in the eye as she is now the most hated person in National City. That's what I wanted to see. And that's what I want to see at the start of, like, the next episode. Yeah, the writing has been has been great, especially in episode falling. I mean... I really like how the episode kind of started off with her sort of having a bit of a meltdown. Yes. I mean, which is understandable. I mean, she's got the weight of the shoulder, weight of the world on her shoulders. You know, DEO, CACO. I mean, there's so many things just going on with her where you kind of relate to like her feeling like she's buried. Yes. You know, and okay, and again, this brings us back to something we've talked about almost every single week on this podcast is when she's hitting these lows. Why doesn't she reach out to her cousin for some advice or some help? I know they don't want to put Superman in this show. That's fine. Have her pick up the phone and talk. Clark, boom, done. Just, just have her cousin. Even if she's just addressing cousin, I, I, I I, I need some advice. You have the cell phone, camera of the cell phone. It hits Clark, puts it to the ear, cut, done. But no, what I one thing I also want to see, wished we could have seen was instead of um, um first of all, congratulations to Alex on the promotion. Now that Shelly is going to be get to be the director of the DEO, congratulations, moving on up in the world. One thing I would like to uh, like to see is um, a Supergirl lose her um, uh, franking privileges with the DEO, as she can't even work with them, and Alex has to work with her in secret, as she is now considered a rogue alien, 
And well, I'm hoping the that's DEO where... has so many leaks, man. Oh, that's, God, yes. Jesus. I know, and apparently they are. I had been saying for weeks that, wow, this is a horrible extra-governmental um, agency. Apparently they're not extra-governmental since the senator was in there saying, we're going to work to get you more money. So they're not even extra-governmental, so Nick Fury can't help them. Damn. Oh, wow. But, yes, um, a great episode of Supergirl. Hopefully it's a st- st- um, uh, setting up a new normal, a new status quo. Time will tell. Obviously, the big episode coming out in two weeks is um, uh, the crossover. The crossover of World's Finest, but that is something we will definitely touch on when it comes out. So, how about how about Win hooking up in the closet? <laughs> I did not see that. I, ooh, uh, I guess that's over. That's kind of a weird scene. I, I mean, when the episode ended, I thought it was kind of odd because that girl ends up getting fired. Yeah. Which, by the way, Perry White mentioned. Did you catch that? Yes, I did mm, mention awesome. Perry White. Um, but yeah, that was weird. It was weird, but they got rid of her, and I was like, when they first introduced her, I'm like, oh, God, I'm already tired of this one. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's actually a lot of shows on right now, Brad. I know uh, you don't watch Bates Motel, but I'm a big Bates Motel fan. Season 4 returned on March the 7th. Two episodes in. Episode 1, A Danger to Himself and Others. Episode 2, Good Night, Mother. I'm a big fan of the writing on this show. Even though we know what becomes of Mother and Norman, they do a fantastic job just really kind of adding to the plot, adding, Mm -hmm. making their relationship, their mother-son relationship, really creepy. I mean, it's a great show to binge watch if you got some free time coming up. We don't have any free time coming up because we got a lot of shows we're watching. We we got a lot of shows and we got a lot of things we're going to be doing because coming up tomorrow, today is March 17th, Opening tomorrow in Chicago, it is C2E2, the comic book convention that is actually at McCormick Place. I'm heading out on Saturday. I will it's a big be there. Supergirl weekend too. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna try and hit up the Supergirl panel that's on um, Saturday at noon. So if you're there, wave hi to me. I'll be there. I'm gonna try nope. to be there. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna wave to you, Brad. Oh, I want someone to wave. I like people who wave. Yeah, I mean well, that should be a, that should be a good panel, especially where they are in the middle of the season here. Oh, yes. Like, uh, there should be some good questions. I mean, uh, Melissa's gonna be there, obviously, and yeah. I. I that should be fun. I, I wish I could make it out there, but we will be doing uh, on episode 27. We will have a recap of C2E2. You're going to be there. You're going to some panels. You'll have some feedback, some thoughts, some notes, mm-hmm. some, some recaps. Uh, all that will be on, on the next episode. Your way, and we then- also got a lot of other things to talk about. House of Cards is back. Daredevil versus Punisher is coming out this weekend. We're going to binge watch both shows, and coming up in a few weeks, we might do an episode where we just talk only about those two shows. And then, of course, next weekend, next to Saturday, we will be talking about it. First big blockbuster of the summer being released, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yep, so coming up on March 26th, we will have our full review thoughts, all that, on March 26th. That'll be part of the podcast. That'll probably be episode 27. And don't forget, if you're uh, tuning in, checking out our site, check out our pizza and cartoons discussion, which was posted mm-hmm. back on March 11th. Uh, that was a fun discussion, just talking yeah. about some of our favorite cartoons from the 80s. Yes, it was. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. It's always great to have you. Remember to check us out on our fa- on, on our um, uh, Podbean site, but we are also available on iTunes. Just hit subscribe. It'll come to your um, device every week. I am Brad Ristolm at um, uh, Outsider Brad on Twitter. I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter. No ums, ands like yours. I like going um, um, and and because I'm not thinking right now. But I am Brad Risto. Thank you for listening. We will see you all next week.